0: Welcome to Atlanta's Commercial Real Estate Show, brought to you by Bull Realty, the show for property owners and business leaders. Host Michael Bull brings you market analysis, advice, and opportunities around Atlanta. Welcome to the show. Thanks
1: for joining us. Well, today we're going to talk about retail real estate. I'm sure you've heard a lot in the news about retail. Let's see what's going on around Atlanta. Please welcome my first guest, Barbara Denham. She's Senior Economist with Reese, and she's joining us on the phone. Barbara, thanks for being with us.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: And this segment is brought to you by Apto, your brokerage in the cloud. (laughs) Visit apto.com. And I laugh because sometimes I'll say your brokerage in the crowd. You know, it's in the cloud. <laughs> Check them out. And uh, Barbara, the, the, we've all heard the, the bad news about retail. What's going on in Atlanta with, with vacancy and occupancy and uh, and rental rates? Are you seeing any downturn yet?
2: Uh, no, not yet. In fact, Atlanta's doing far better than most of the metros across the uh, U.S. Vacancy rates have declined all through 2016 and first quarter of 2017. It's about 11% right now, down from 11.9% a year ago and rents are up uh 2.9% close to 3% this year. So um so Atlanta is definitely doing better than most markets and uh but you know Atlanta was very slow to emerge from the recession at the start of the expansion and now it's really flourishing. You see job growth much higher in Atlanta than you do in most of the US.
1: You know, and that's great news because I think uh, we're starting to see a good bit of mixed-use development retail that seems to be coming on online in Atlanta.
2: Yes, we're seeing that in the statistics, too. So, for example, um, last year there was 533,000 neighborhood and community shopping centers alone um, built in Atlanta, and of that, uh, net absorption was over a million. So that's why you saw the vacancy Decline. So what that means is occupancy is expanding at a healthy rate, but developers are not overbuilding. A lot of the new buildings are mixed use, so you're seeing retail at the base of new apartment buildings. But that kind of retail should be strong because most of that new construction is in Uh, the CBD, or the neighborhoods where you're seeing uh, the missed growth.
1: Right. And we've seen good job growth here in Atlanta, so there's a good environment there. So what about your expectations moving forward? Because some people are concerned about all the closures they're hearing about. What do you think for performance on Atlanta retail properties moving forward?
2: Well, I just completed a paper listing the um, top retail markets across the country and where we're seeing the most uh, job losses. And Atlanta wasn't at the top of that list. It wasn't even in the top 10.
1: So well, retail job of, losses, right? Right.
2: So you're not seeing yeah. that many store closures there yet. Um, but yeah, in the first two months of uh, 2017, Atlanta added 20,000 retail jobs compared to the same period a year ago. So that's pretty strong. Now, a lot of those jobs are restaurant jobs, but you're still seeing positive retail growth. So that means that, you know, even if a few stores are closing, other retailers are expanding. And I think that's a lot of, um, you know, that's the story that a lot of the, the media reports is not capturing, which is the the, the better retailers that are expanding. And, I, and again, like I said, restaurants are really expanding both across the U.S. and especially in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, well, if it uh, bleeds, it leads, right? Yep, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, and, yeah, so... Atlanta's had good retail employment, but that's not the case around the country, right?
2: That's correct. So we saw a decline, a net decline of 25,000 jobs in retail year-to-date at the U.S. level. And of that, 70,000 department store job losses just in the first three months of this year. But again, uh, restaurant job growth was solid. It was 54,000 in the first three months. So Again, it's it's there's some really bad news in the numbers, but there's actually some pretty good num- numbers in the news as well.
1: And Barbara, anything jump out to you in the performance numbers related to maybe Suburban uh, versus CBD or in Grocery Anchor versus other property types? Or-
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Grocery anchored retail is probably a better uh, retail asset class because the newer grocery concepts coming into some of these retail outlets are pretty strong. And, um, you know, the grocery stores aren't as impacted by, um, e-commerce as, say, the Kmart anchored retail, uh, centers are. But, um, as the CBD versus suburban, that's a really tricky question. Overall, the Atlanta CBD is doing very well. In fact, the rents in, uh, CBD Atlanta are $28 a square foot. And they're as low as $7 a square foot in South Atlanta, closer to the airport. So you're seeing a broad range of rents in Atlanta. But in terms of the various suburban markets, some are doing much better than others, but it's very spotty. You know, you can't say overall suburban is doing worse than CBD. It's just that some are and some aren't.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. There's certainly the pockets and submarkets around Atlanta where things are maybe a little tough, and, and some submarkets uh, way out of town, like in Alpharetta, that seem to be doing really well. And we're going to take a short break, but Barbara, you'll stay with us. I'd like to ask you about cap rates and and velocity of investment sales around the metro atlanta market because we have certainly seen a lot of activity on shopping center sales in our shop and we're doing them all around the southeast but but mostly around metro atlanta so stay with us we'll have barbara denham back with us in just a moment senior Commerce with reese i'm michael bull this is atlanta's commercial real estate show stay with us we'll be right back Being in the right place is important for any business. Hello, I'm Michael Bull with Bull Realty here in Atlanta. If you have available space or need the right location for your business, contact the professionals at Bull Realty. We've been proudly serving Atlanta commercial real estate needs for 20 years. For custom asset and occupancy solutions, contact Bull Realty at bullrealty.com or call 404-876-1640. Welcome back. We're talking about retail and retail real estate today. And my guest is Barbara Denham. She's Senior Economist with Reese. This segment is brought to you by Valuate Online Investment Analysis. Visit getevaluate.com. And Barbara, there's been some bad news about retail uh, around the country. Uh, And I guess some closures and things announced even in the Atlanta market. Mm -hmm. But it seems like the demand for retail investment properties, at least the ones we're selling in our shop, seem to be very strong. So what have you seen for volume of sales for retail properties around Atlanta? What are the trends?
2: Well, we're definitely seeing increasing trends um, in terms of the sales volume. So it, uh, but it's, it's it's very volatile in general. So, for example, in the second quarter last year, the volume was 200 million dollars, and uh, it jumped to 830 million in the third quarter, lower, and then fell to 450 million in the fourth quarter. So, it's always been a bumpy ride. But we're seeing overall volume increase, and probably what that means is some of the better properties are selling. In terms of the cap rates, they are definitely rising. They had a steady increase. Uh, over 2015 and into 2016. At the end of the year, they were as high as 86 percent in Atlanta, and that's lower than the regional average, but it's up over 140 basis points from the prior year.
1: Wow. 140 basis points higher. And that's uh, all classes of centers, right?
2: Yes, all classes.
1: Okay. And what are you seeing for more of the Class A uh, retail properties?
2: Um. Well, you'll probably see better um mm-hmm. let me see if I can look that up for you um,
1: yeah you know but, why um, and, and while you're looking for that, yeah, because you know when we we talk on the show about cap rates, and obviously they'll they'll be different for every class of property uh size and age and and the tenant uh, situations, and especially uh the anchor tenants, so I think it's always interesting to to look at cap rates on an individual property at a submarket basis, but specifically between classes.
2: Yeah, I mean, but sometimes you'll see uh Class A um, cap rates that aren't as low, that much lower than the Class B. Um, in fact, I'm afraid I'm not able to get those for you right now. Um, but what I have seen is a, a pretty mixed bag between um, Class A and Class B. Sometimes Class B. Uh, cap rates are, will rise one quarter and then fall the next, whereas class A will do the opposite. So we don't really place a lot of value on the class distinction. It's more just the overall trend. Mm-hmm. Because it really is based on where your anchor is, or if, if, what kind of anchor you have and where your, um, your retail property is located, whether or not it's CBD or suburban. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a very, very nice property in a bad neighborhood, or it could be just a so-so property in a good neighborhood.
1: So, yeah. Good point. So, Barbara, what do you expect for the Atlanta market moving forward?
2: Well, I think Atlanta is seeing tremendous momentum. And again, that's really driven by the fact that it was slow to emerge in the expansion. And it's really riding a strong wave right now. Job growth in Atlanta was one of the better markets uh, over the last year. It's probably the fourth highest job growth rate in the country. Um and that hasn't slowed in the first couple months of the year. So we're very optimistic about the overall Atlanta economy going forward and even the retail market because you're seeing more construction in Atlanta than most other places, but a lot of it is mixed use in the apartment markets that are doing well, and, um again, we're not seeing as much store closures in the broader metropolitan area as we are in other um other parts of the country but we still caution that we may see some more uh vacancy rising in um the second and third quarter.
1: Yeah. So what is your tip Barbara for people who own retail properties around the Atlanta market based on on your numbers and what you see going on in the economy and the market?
2: Mhm. Well, I mean I would definitely upgrade. I think one one lesson um retailers have learned is you know, making your space, inviting to your clientele, whether that's better lighting, better inventory management, better parking, better signage. Uh, you know, customers notice these things, and that's what drives the difference between the better retail properties and um, the worst ones, which is just better management and better, um, you know, better upkeep.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You're you're a team, right? You're you're a landlord. You're teaming with your tenants. If if you don't, if your tenants don't do well, you don't do well, right? Correct, <laughs> right. That's very true. You, you got to make that center look good. In any particular area, you see might be some opportunities for investors in retail. Uh, any pro- like a property type or or a general area of, uh, of Metro Atlanta.
2: Well, you know the CBD, the Buckhead area is doing the best for sure. We're definitely seeing the most growth there. Um, Anything that's transit-oriented, close to, um, you know, the 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 MARTA. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely convenience and location-based. Um, as far as uh, anchored versus non-anchored, the non-anchored are doing very, very well, and then the anchored are doing fine as long as the anchored tenant is a kind of newer, fresher grocery store. Um, so. I think that, that's really what you have to look for, anything that has like a, a Kmart or penny might not do as well as right. a, a Whole Foods or a, a, a nice grocery
1: store. Right. Well, good tips, Barbara. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: If you'd like more information from Barbara and Reese, visit them at Reese.com. That's R-E-I-S. And stay tuned for us. We'll have more on a retail real estate.
0: Video is powerful. Some of the biggest brands in commercial real estate have trusted us to tell their story. We are Barnes Creative Studios, Atlanta's premier commercial real estate video services. BarnesCreativeStudios.com
1: Welcome back. I am Michael Bull and we are talking retail with Joel Murphy, CEO of New Park Market Properties, joined us here in Studio One. Joel, thanks for being with us. Michael, good
0: to be with you today.
1: And this segment is brought to you by Excelligent, Building Data Everywhere. Visit Excelligent.com. And Joel, there's a lot of talk around the country, and, and even around Atlanta, about problems with retail. We've all heard about the the closures and the bankruptcies. So, how is that evolving retail around Atlanta, where where we live?
0: You know, you know, Michael, when you talk about retail, it's a it's a very short word, but it has a lot of different meanings. So, if you're talking about retail, if you picked up the Wall Street Journal, the Atlanta Paper, anywhere in January, all you read about was H H. Gregg, Macy's, Sears. Um, sky you know, is falling. Yeah, the sky is falling. <laughs> so the fact is, I think in retail generally you have to look at well, what does that mean? Okay, well, um, in Atlanta, you know, Macy's and Sears or whatever and Penny's, the closures, you know, that's not going to be a good thing necessarily for the owner of that mall. Or guess what? It actually might be a very good thing for the owner of that mall because they can take a retailer that was really doing nothing for their business and traffic, and then redevelop it and create something really good including better better economic uh, landscape for them and increased rent. Yet, if you're maybe in a smaller market or in not a great mall, and then you lose that anchor, then you could really be having issues. So owners of B and C malls uh, in smaller markets, you know, are having a little bit of a struggle struggle right now. Um, But then let's talk about what the other part of this is. In in Atlanta, for example, look at the west side development, what's going on over there. Um, Look at Crog Street uh, market and the development around there and the Beltline on the east side and Inman Park and the restaurants, these mm-hmm. transit oriented walkable developments that have evolved mm-hmm. they don't care about Sears yeah they don't care about Macy's they don't, they don't want care to see about it. There. they don't want it there. So mm-hmm. really while that's relevant in the overall you know landscape of retail globally, it's really not going to be relevant for these developments that have been uh, that have been popping up kind of around Atlanta and there's I think there's gonna be more of those coming.
1: Right, and that explains why retail rents in Atlanta are still strong uh, and occupancy is still strong because the, we're not impacted by those anchors, right? Because we want to be in the mixed-use developments if we're retailers, and I'm, I'm speaking as a retailer, I guess, mm-hmm. now. We want to be at the grocery anchor developments, and we're getting a draw from from those kind of, of neighbors, not from really from a Sears. We're not at a big mall.
0: Well, it is. I mean, and again, it depends. Now, some retailers that are mall-based retailers, well, they they are not happy that Sears or Penny, but that is going to lose foot traffic yeah. to them. So, some retailers really rely on that. But but you're right. The ones that are kind of the kind of quirky, cool, kind of hip restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, not only would they not don't care about that, they wouldn't want that. They would rather be around a a um, uh, you know a, a really neat cool hip restaurant like them mm-hmm. that might offer a different price point or a different quality or a collection of interesting people mm-hmm. that kind of become an anchor as opposed to one anchor that's a lot of square footage yeah
1: And you mentioned some really cool hip uh, in-town areas, but you're involved in a development way up 400, Mm -hmm. way past Alpharetta, in uh, (laughs) Dawsonville. up there. So how is that development doing, and and what brought you way up there?
0: Well, so interesting on that one, uh, you know, we're 100% grocery anchored, so that is an anchored uh, deal. It's anchored by Kroger. Kroger. Kroger relocated a smaller store. Well, actually, it was a pretty large store to make it even bigger store. So this is 130,000 square foot Kroger that they've opened. But there's a lot of co-tenants. it's uh, a deep store, right? Charlie Hendon is our partner in that deal, mm-hmm. and he's a great developer, and and he put other great uses along with them, like Ulta and Petco and other kind of smaller boxes. Yeah. Um, uh, and so he really put together good development, and we've been open. The those soft goods retailers just kind of open, but the necessity based retailer Kroger opened before Christmas, and they're. Uh, they're really crushing it in sales up there.
1: Yeah, that's amazing because I think that some people, I mean, we saw a lot of land around there and properties and we talked to to some uh, retailers and they're like, no, there's no demographics up there. But uh, but you have that
0: draw of the outlet mall, right? You do. You have the North Georgia Premium Outlets. It's owned by Simon and one of the best owners of outlet malls, so it's high quality. So it's it's got a lot, it's not a bad, kind of cheesy outlet mall. It's actually a really nice venue for people to come to. So you have that. But, you know, in addition to where our Kroger that we're developing is right across the street, Publix has opened a great new store, and Publix is doing well. So, you know, while um, I might go up to Dawsonville to go to the outlet center, I'm not going to ride up there to go shop at Publix or Kroger, but somebody obviously is. So it's not only regional in its aspect. There's a lot of people up there that are feeding into that trade area to shop for, you know, food goods. Yeah.
1: Quick tip. We're at the end of the
0: show here, but a quick tip for retail property owners in Metro Atlanta. Well, you know, I think, I think it's, again, it's lot, these strategies are all the same ones they've had before. I do like necessity-based. That's our strategy. I like grocery-anchored. That's our strategy. Limited amount of small shop space, but I think people really need to just pay attention and continue to reinvest capital in their properties. And what would you tell retailers? take retail's lease other than lease all of our properties <laughs> right. um, you know retailers i think what i tell them what i love about the retail business is it's constantly evolving yeah. so when somebody goes away there's somebody that comes in with a new concept so what i would tell them is to keep thinking those great ideas and come up with that next new concept
1: yeah yeah don't be become stagnant right mm-hmm. Well, Joel, thanks for uh, joining us today. We appreciate you being on the show. Sure, Michael. Thanks for having me. And thanks for joining us on the radio station there at uh, Talk 920 AM. We appreciate you being with us. Or maybe you're listening on iTunes or YouTube. Thanks for being with us. I'm Michael Bull, and this is Atlanta's Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us for Atlanta's Commercial Real Estate Show. Brought to you by Bull Realty Asset and Occupancy Solutions. Apto, your entire brokerage in the cloud. Excelligent building data everywhere. And GetValuate, online investment analysis. For more on Atlanta Commercial Real Estate, visit CREshow.com and click the tab Atlanta.